Welcome to The Coaching Perch, where two coaches bring you their insights into physical fitness, mental preparation, and overall ways to improve our lives. Join us as we challenge you to find approaches that work for you, even if it might be off the beaten path. And now your hosts, Coach Barney and Coach Burke. Coach Burke here. Coach B, we're on easy street. We just have guests every time, and then we don't have to do very much. Is is that right? Yeah, I think the days of us doing it alone are done almost. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll get back to it. uh, Well, welcome back, Sarah, our dietitian from Kirby. Hello. I'm glad to be here. Before we get into kind of more diet, I think that was very popular, one of our very first episodes, if you will. Mm -hmm. Coach B, I heard a story that you shot a squirrel and got in trouble. So Sarah and I want to know. Can you tell us the story? <laughs> How did you hear this? So I'm putting you. I'm putting him on the spot here. I, I thought this would be really entertaining. He, um, I think people should know that I was not warned about this question. So I'm going to protect my source because any time I can put Jordan on okay. the spot like this, uh, this is this is golden. So go ahead, Coach. Tell yeah. me the story. So we had um, some squirrel infestation in our soffits and outside of our back patio. You know, we'd be sitting inside the living room and we can hear. You know, like all the way up the roof, and you, you know, you're like, okay, it's on the roof. Unfortunately, it was not on top of the roof. You know, they went right around everything. So, Tabitha and I, we tried to figure out, like, okay, what's going on? Well, we eventually like got a ladder, and we found out there's like a little triangle piece missing. And we, I climbed up on the ladder, and sure enough, you could just see some stuff, and you're just like, okay, this isn't gonna work. So we were googling some stuff, trying to figure out how to get them out without causing too much damage you know i wasn't really like worried about the squirrels i was more burning worried. your house down yeah like yeah. <laughs> i was like more worried about the house how long have you been a homeowner to that point i probably get this wrong but at least right about a year okay i think and uh so and eventually we look, looked at something that was a two-way or one-way door so they could get out they wouldn't come back in and you're kind of skeptical you're like okay is this gonna work i don't know so we used chicken wire and made like the face plate and then put another one and drilled some um, like plastic pieces in it. So the bottom would open with a little bit of pressure and I right, They only have a couple options. It's either die inside or get out. Well, it worked. It worked. They got out and then they kept trying to get back in it. They would climb on this gutter that was right below it. Well, <laughs> we asked her dad if we could borrow a pellet gun and at 5 a.m. in the morning, I would sit, on the back patio and they'd be climbing everywhere. You'd see them. They wouldn't be like all, they come like sporadically. But then one morning it came up right on the gutter and I just said, I'm like, the time is now. And I took a little bit, I waited and I shot it and knocked it right off the gutter. And obviously I felt bad because I'm not a murderer by any means. (laughs) I don't hunt. So I'm watching it. I hit it in its back leg. So it's like crawling with its upper body. Again, it makes you feel kind of bad. You're kind of like, why did I do this? So then I did the right thing. I walked up close, shot it one more time, finished it off. Well, there was two more that I had ended up killing. One was a baby. One was like a teenager, let's say that. <laughs> so you killed mom first. Yeah, I killed mom first. Yeah, yeah. And it was sad because there was I – I feel like I can't even go into it. It's just <laughs> sad. But, yeah, I shot them, and it worked. But then we actually ended up getting the uh, conservation police call on us. I don't know if the source told you this part. Yes. This is getting okay, good. Yeah, that's why I had to ask. <laughs> yeah, this is actually really funny because I was getting ready to leave, and I, I think just to come up here, 
And I was backing out on the driveway, and I see a truck pulling in, and it had, like, the stars. I was like, okay, it's like a sheriff. I'm like, clearly, I'm like, no way that's for me. So I was backing up. Well, it stops right behind me, and I'm like, oh, crap, it's for me. And then I kind of look at it, and it says conservation police. I'm like, oh, crap, 100% <laughs> for me. There's no question here. <laughs> I just shot it yesterday. <laughs> like, and then, yeah, he got out, and he's like, are you the one shooting the squirrels? And I'm like, yep. And he told me about it. We can't do that. There's a season and all this stuff. And I'm like, didn't know that. I said, not going to lie. It was in our soffits, and I've already handled the problem. And I'm like, it is kind of a funny thing because he was kind of like, as a homeowner, I totally get it. He goes, but you can't do that. And then my first thought was, who the heck called that on me? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I, I can't. I'm not going to say this, but I know who. I think I know who it was. But still, just kind of like, it was a crazy experience. It's finished, though. We have had zero problems since. Yo, I'm curious because squirrel season is in August. So, shoot, you probably just missed it. Yeah, probably two days. like that, yeah, two days or something like that. Seriously. Yeah. But you have to get the permit, though. You have to get all the. A hunting license. Yeah, like all the stuff to make it actually okay. But, For yeah, squirrels. problem solved. And, and supposedly, you're supposed to call. He goes, if, you have to, if you're going to do something like this, you have to actually prove off the time. You have to prove that it's causing damage to your house. And you have to call, like, the state biologist or something like that. I was like, I'll just kill the squirrel. That's, <laughs> that's way easier than jumping through <laughs> all those hoops. But, yeah. yeah. So, so it was more of like a slap on the wrist than anything? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he did it because he had to. Yeah, because he agreed. He's like, I would have probably done the same thing, but you have to do it this way if you do it again. So you you asked me what my spirit animal was. Um, Bearded dolphin. Yeah, it was a horrible answer, but <laughs> really, uh, I guess my spirit person is Ron Swanson from um, Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and he's got somebody's telling him he can't do something. And he slides him a piece of paper that he signed. It says, "I can do what I want." Um, so Ron Swanson is my spirit animal. So yeah. that's what I'm thinking of through your story. But. Yeah, it was quite the experience and. Hopefully, we don't have to do it again. Yeah. Well, that's a great story. That's a great way to start this podcast, I guess. <laughs> are, are we eating said squirrel? I'm just kidding. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, anytime I can put you on the spot, I'll, I'll do that. Um, so, Coach B, you wanted to do a challenge for your gym members for October. Um, so, we wanted to bring Sarah back in to kind of help us with that. We haven't really decided on anything, so we were just going to kind of walk through principles of maybe what we could do, things we could implement. Um, I also want this to be open to people outside of the gym, maybe that aren't gym members. Um so kind of what that would look like. So as, as Sarah, we brought this to you, what ideas do you have or maybe what things – this is it's going to have to be general for for a population. So it's not patient-specific. So maybe what popped into your mind when we brought this to you? Yeah. Well, I know, you know last time we spent um, a few moments talking about blue zones, and I am continue to be fascin- fascinated by those populations. So – in thinking back to that, and again, blue zones are the areas of the world where people tend to live a lot longer compared to other regions. And not only do they live longer, but they also live healthier lives. So they don't have the same common chronic disease as we see um, around the world. So, And these areas aren't all in the same spot either. They're kind of sporadic throughout the world. So we've got a blue zone in uh, Loma Linda, California. We've got a blue zone in Italy. We've got a blue zone in Greece, Japan, and Costa Rica. So these populations have like nine common lifestyle habits and routines that they practice. So I thought it might be cool if we can can peel back some of those things and, and offer it to not only our gym members, but our entire community and just look more into that. Any one of the nine like really stand out to you that's like this would be the easiest thing to implement? So surprisingly, you know, when I went into this and I was reading these things, there are a ton of 
social aspects to living a healthy lifestyle. So, you know, being a dietitian, I was hyper-focused on, you know, what are these people eating and how are they moving? Um, so only three out of the nine are really uh, nutrition or moving specific, physical activity specific. The rest of them have a lot to do with your tribe and who your people are and how much time you spend with them. So I think we could have some fun with that. Do you have the nine memorized in your head? You know, probably not memorized, but I have great little sticky notes in my <laughs> hand that's going to gotcha. help me out later if, if I need them. So we'll bring you back on and we'll, we'll explore all those <laughs> nine. So Coach B, you had a really good response to, you just threw it out to your members of, I want ideas or what, how do you want help? And there was a ton of feedback and yeah. that was really cool to see. So what was your thoughts on that um, and kind of what, what did people mention maybe were ideas? Well, I think that it, it was a hit because we have talked a lot about nutrition and everybody at our gym and here on our podcast, we've done this, but everybody in the gym knows the same thing. Nutrition's the hardest part, right? And yes, to go back to what you said about our last podcast with Sarah, that's the most comments I got back on it. Like they said, we, they, everybody loved that one. It's just like tidbits that everybody needs to have help with. And so I think that we want to take a step further and the Facebook idea, like I just was like, okay, maybe if I shoot it out here right off the bat, for one, it gets people fired up. Kind of like it almost gets a quick little rise out of everybody. Like, ooh, that sounds like a great idea. To almost like prepare them. Like, hey, this is something we're thinking about. Like, basically, like, are you guys excited? Like, what's something that's worked for you maybe? And as I said on the post, it was just like, let me know your comments. Like, it wasn't like, tell me exactly what you're doing, but like, let's get excited about this. So when I had the idea, I was like, you know, my thought in my head, because I, again, I kind of focus towards the open. I know that when I eat good, and then the longer I eat good and mix that with, good physical training, I do the best in the open I've ever done. So I'm trying to, for myself even, have a more um, dedicated, focused challenge or program that's going to get me ready for that. And everybody has different goals. So some of the feedback, you know, we had people mention macros. Um, actually, and I may have just missed it, but I actually didn't see anybody mention like diets, which Sarah, I'd like, be really happy Yay. with that. Unless you saw some. I did not look that like that hard, but I didn't see like anybody say, oh, like this diet specifically. So I think that kind of lended to a good thing that we, well, something we've talked about. Um, even Andrew put that little like, um, what he was called the flavor bomb or whatever his little like wrap with avocado and peanut butter and all that weird it's stuff. It's called the Buffin Burger. I mean, it has a name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think and he's an Iron Man. He's a big he, deal. He is, yeah. He is an Iron Man, and that is a terrific high calorie, nutrient dense option yep. for. And he said, you know, it really helps to eat that and then go and do a full Iron Man. That really helps. So. <laughs> Maybe we should just promote everybody else to do that. Like, yeah. hey, try this and then just go ahead and do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure everybody will love that. Yeah, so I think we're just trying to figure out something that we can do for October that can kind of kick some things off, but also like, yeah, dive into a little more like understanding why we need a good and actually actually understand it's easier than we, than we make it. Mm -hmm. So however we can do that, and that's why a big thing we have Sarah here for is trying to figure that out. So Yeah, Jess said she uh, plant-based was really good for her. Um, yeah. And she doesn't like to be the center of attention, so I she's probably mad I'm talking about her. Yeah, but um, you're on the bus already. We already talk. We talk about her every week, anyways. Um, <laughs> so, coach, she's down 20 pounds basically from starting CrossFit over um, like a year, and part of that's a plant based, but part of it's the exercise, mm -hmm. and she loves it. So, um, I think that's a very healthy, you know, um, plan over a long term. And so, she really liked the plant based. I can't say I was in love with it. Um, you know, it's that like fake hamburger meat, fake yeah. hot dogs. I'm like, like the Impossible that's, Burger? That's Isn't a little that scary. Yeah, that stuff can be uh, uh, not looking like your traditional food items, but plant-based is, 
It's great. Yeah. And so it really made me appreciate like actual ground beef. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is the real stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like, that's probably not for me. Um, well, this is coming from quite the carnivore, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and that's where we want to be careful with this is we don't want to get too specific and say everybody's got to be plant-based. Like right. that's not going to work nah. for everybody. Um, so kind of simple ideas. I was thinking, you know, is it a, a vegetable a day? You know, some people aren't even there yet, but right. some people maybe it's cutting soda out. So we maybe need to think more generally, but Ooh, go ahead, Sarah. Soda out, but no, that's not even in the, the wheelhouse of this. One thing that really sticks out to me with the Blue Zone people is, yes, their diet is very heavy in plants, but the, the core uh, food source that they probably eat on a daily basis more so than any other region are beans and pulses, lentils. And I think it would be cool if people would try to incorporate at least a cup of these items in their diet on a weekly basis. So... We're talking beans of any type. Anything that lives in a pod is a, a pulse. So dried peas. Um, again, I've mentioned lentils. You can buy a bag of those on the bottom shelf at the grocery store. That's where they hide. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to find. Well, Probably surprising. in the baking aisle even. So that's even more of a challenge for you. Um, chickpeas, you know, hummus, that fits in that wheelhouse too, and that's pretty common. But just adding a cup of beans somewhere in your meal plan during the week, you know, in a soup or stew, salad, um, or snack. Like I said, like hummus, pretty easy to get. Um, And just start there. So, yeah, not necessarily change your entire diet over to plant-based, but just incorporate something that's a plant and try to do it one time. Yeah. Could you give us, um, like, recipes for ways to prepare, like, your soups that you mentioned? Yeah. Or just easy substitutes. So if you don't add beans to your chili, and hello, we are coming up on chili season. (laughs) Uh, Black beans are great in chili. Kidney beans are great in chili. Navy beans are great in chili. So definitely putting some beans in the chili. And it doesn't have to be a lot because, you know, the other side of beans is this musical aspect that happens to your body. And wives do not appreciate their husbands. <laughs> so you mentioned hummus. Hey, it's the other way too. Let's just get that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mentioned hummus. Um, so I think coach and I love chips. So that's yeah. maybe a downfall is not grabbing the right chips. Uh, yeah. Well, corn chips, you know, that's. But portion size is the issue. Portion size is, is probably the issue. But again, um, we're just giving this a shot. So yeah. allow yourself 10 chips and, you know, a quarter to a half cup of hummus and see how it goes. Yeah, and I think moderation, right? We've talked about that quite a bit. We've mm-hmm. talked about too little or too much of anything's bad for you. It's trying sure. to find that sweet spot. It is. You know, with everything, even chips for myself, and that's really hard. That's Tabitha. I think yesterday I ate every single chip that we had, at least a couple chips out of every bag we have because all I want to do is eat all the salt. Like I just love the salty oh. chips. It's just big fan. Because yeah. I swell up like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Coach B, um, you're you're implement, implementing this in October. We're getting ready for the holidays. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of candy for Halloween. Um, so, are you being mean? Uh, no, I think it's a good thing to start when you have all this stuff going on. It's saying, okay, like, you're going to have – I'm not saying it's a, like an if or that or if then. It's do it now. So that when you have Halloween come around, you want some candy, you eat some candy. Like, you know, I think the whole point of all this is like, we don't talk about diets for a reason is because it's supposed to be lifestyle. It's learn how to like 
eat on a daily basis. And then when you have these holidays come around, you don't feel, you'll eat it and then you won't feel that good the next day. And you'll be like, okay, I'm ready to clean it up again. Mm-hmm. Instead of, instead of eating for five days bad and then turn around and be like, oh, I need to eat good today. But well, that doesn't work. You ate five bad days in one, you know. Thank you. Thanks you, for saying that. Right. Flip that around. Yeah. Eat five to six days pretty dang good. And you know, if the seventh day you're like, you don't eat perfectly. It's like, you know, you don't have to put any pressure on that. You know, and there's really nothing wrong with a Reese's peanut butter cup. So if you want to have a Reese's peanut butter cup every day after lunch, more power to you. Yeah. You know, it's, it is all moderation and you're not cheating yourself by any means. If, if you have one, um, or even two, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta keep it in check. Yeah. And I think that, I think for like a challenge, you know, we want to provide something that's still, I don't want to know if tangible is the right word, but something that they can write down and say, okay, I can do this. And I think being specific is going to be important to provide a challenge, right? Whether it's a cup of beans a day or a cup of lentils a day, like vegetables, having two servings of vegetables. And we actually talked about this last week when we brought this up. So um, Lauren and I did a two-week cleanse, Mm -hmm. all right? And it was very simple. It was we both talked about what things that we were bad at and what we were good at and trying to put something together. And it actually was really good. You know I, mean? I meant to ask you guys on the podcast. Yeah. I forgot. We talked about it's it afterwards, okay. but yeah, go ahead. So it was really good. Yeah. So it went really well. So, um, we can dive in. I can throw Lauren on the bus in a second, but so what it was, it was like, yes, only water, right? We decided on no alcohol. Okay. We went ahead and just kind of made that challenge. Cause we know that like, okay, that's for two weeks. We can do this to mm-hmm. kind of clean, cleanse this. And we were both kind of having multiple drinks, on occasion, Understood. you know, so it's like, okay, if we can remove a little bit of that. And then, um, it was for me, it was no chips because we just said that to me, that is a dark, dark hole. And I will just <laughs> keep munching. It's, it's a dark bag. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and soon you find the bottom. Yep. Okay. Very quickly. Gotcha. Very quickly, actually. Yeah. And then I can't, I think hers, I can't remember what she didn't want to have, but she said that protein's a hard thing for her. So we agreed on making sure we were getting protein three times a day. Uh-huh. You know, uh, we, we didn't talk about sizes. We, we didn't want to get that hardcore into it. And then vegetables was the other one. So we had okay. two, had to have two vegetables a day. So it, it was so simple. I might be missing one. So simple. So we both went, this is where I'm going to throw around the bus. We have two weeks. So I ended up going like two weeks and three or four days, which as an adult, I mean, it's actually way harder to not have any kind of alcohol like that for two. For, you just not used to it. It's like you know, you just kind of have a drink here and now. And then, but that right. was that was actually pretty tough. And so we get to I get to two two weeks and like three days. I text Lauren on Sunday. I'm like, oh, two weeks we made it. And she goes, well, I had a, I had a wedding and something else this week. And I'm like, I'm like, so so what are you saying? <laughs> and she goes, so I made it. One week and six days. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I said, I dang near got in a fight with my wife oh, no. over not having a drink and doing all this stuff. I'm like, I can't believe you did that. So then as like my like dig at her, I'm like, I'm going four more days. Nice. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, I'm ready for a drink. But but it worked. It worked. Right? And I think that her and I could handle probably maybe a little bit differently than some people can. You know, like uh-huh. we could handle a few things. Be like, you know, let's be dedicated for this two weeks right here. Clean it up. And then you feel so much better than you really – after two weeks, you almost didn't want to go back to drinking alcohol and yeah. eating. Like so, crap. you know, what's interesting about that statement is you said it worked. And that's really important for people to grasp. So when you say it worked and then you followed it with you felt better, mm-hmm. I think that's important. And that's the piece that 
that people need to realize is the goal. So when you say it worked, you weren't measuring your weight on the scale. You weren't um, writing down in a journal what you were doing as far as your minutes of physical activity or steps during the day. You went by you know, how you felt and what you were able to do and how accomplished it made you feel when you were done. So yeah. that's all important, and that's really cool. Yeah, and we did um, – so the other one was no sugar. So we, we would – I would pay attention to anything that had – especially anything that had added sugar. But yeah. if it had like – even like one gram, we were trying to be diligent enough to be like, we had a two-week challenge here. Let's be strong. But, you know, you can avoid 90 – I have like 95% of the sugar situation if you pay attention to what's mm-hmm. on the label and stuff like that. But added sugar was the other one we really try to stay away from. Yeah. And it's great because all the food labels now have added sugar. So mm-hmm. you can definitely see how much is just tossed into that recipe. Yep. Oh, it's making it taste better. Nice. Yeah. Bam. Very good. Sarah, Coach B mentioned some tension with his wife. Do you see that in your, in your day-to-day if the spouse is on board or the family's on board to have that support? Or is there conflict that you have to work through with your patients? Having support from your what blue zone people call their tribe and it's interesting because i hear that at the crossfit box a lot too um is almost the number one key to success for anyone is a, a great support group and when you are married and you have a spouse my goodness that's like your number one cheerleader or not so yes i see that conflict often and it's like if one person's on board but the other one's not it's really just kind of a matter of time before you either adapt with a different group of supporters or, you know, hopefully your your spouse can see the importance and, and support you through whatever you need. But, yeah, definitely definitely a, a conflict piece. And in the Blue Zone, nine healthy habits of this lifestyle, um, finding support is, is one of those nine. So whether that's your spouse or your family, um, your work people, your hobby people, your workout people, whoever it is, you have to have almost constant contact with those supporters on a daily basis in order to make whatever goal you've got work for you. I just want to go on the record. Tabitha, you're very supportive. I think uh, Jordan was just getting grumpy from from no sugar. So. Oh, my gosh. You know, and on Maybe. the contrary, you know, with alcohol, we can revisit because, you know, I'm a big fan of wine as well. So, um, interestingly enough, these Blue Zone people incorporate wine, red wine, in their diets on a daily basis at about the serving size of 5 ounces, 5 to 10 ounces. But their wine in most of the regions uh, is very high in resveratrol. So that is the antioxidant c- that comes from red grapes and the skin of the red grapes. So the redder the wine, the better for that aspect, but definitely five ounces on a daily basis is probably going to make you a happier person. <laughs> yeah, I can get on board with that. <laughs> is that your challenge, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a big wine drinker, but um, at the time, it was because there was more than four ounces being consumed. So Gotcha. Yeah, we fixed gotcha. that. Problem. Yeah, well, pour five ounces in a cup. I mean, it's like... Yeah, it's not very much. It's really not, and if you're doing that while you're eating dinner or as you're cooking dinner, that could be kind of a method to the madness. Yeah, and you actually you. Um, hit on something there about having a social group to, that can help you get there because that was one of the other comments in a lot of the post was accountability. Yeah. A lot of, I would say four or five people commented, yes, please, I need an accountability partner. You know, and then that's another thing with a challenge. Like how do we implement this where 
we have more than just we talked about before about coaches like we need help Mm -hmm. so having other members step up and allow them to like you know have their own little group where like here's a challenge now you guys group up and within this challenge you know if we provide everything it doesn't necessarily always work so they need other people outside of us so that's something else that we need to look into is how can we make it that everybody has either someone or some people that they can refer to and provide some helpful Mm -hmm. tips to sure there's a thing called the New Year's resolution effect where you implement the change, but then it dies off after so long. Sure. So we would like to implement a change that maybe sticks a little bit, but I guess even if you're doing something that's beneficial, at least for a short amount of time, that's better than no amount of time. But really what's going to help us long-term is, is we talked about changing those habits. Um, so that's kind of, I'm hyper aware of whatever we implement is can it be a habitual change that will help us um, grow and, and really maybe be a longer-term solution? So as I was working through this more and more, part of me thought maybe just the with the accountability portion is have everybody journal their food. Like that would be a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's not actually implementing a true change. Mm-hmm. You just got to write down what you eat. Uh, coach, I know you got a wedding here in what two weeks, mm-hmm. so I want to know how many beers you drink at the wedding. Um, so keep track of your beer tax. Keep track of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was just my thought: is whether that's a week for the entire month. Um, Man, we we haven't really talked about habit stacking yet, Coach, yeah. with James Clear. But you we know, will. it's can you take a habit and build another good habit on top of that? Sure. So is this something we want to maybe do a change for one week? And then try to stack another habit on top of that. Um, I'm just kind of spitballing here. Yeah, like no, what's I, a time I, frame that we should work in? Kind of like I think recording your food is important on a few different levels, but I also agree that by recording your food, you're going to be able to probably build in some habits that are going to be, um, you know, repeated over and over and over. So if it's the cup of beans a week. You know, you're going to record that and you're going to see that and you're like, oh, I really liked X, Y, Z or it's, you know, a cup of beans really isn't that much and it didn't give me terrible gas. So that works for me. Or a cup of beans was too much. It gave me terrible gas. My children ran me out of the house, so Uh I won't be doing that again. Um, But I could replace it with a different, you know, vegetable and uh, be successful with that. So Again, circling back to these blue zone populations, something that is practiced on a daily basis and is also one of the nine is figuring out what your purpose is and providing yourself time to downshift during the day. So the word downshift is used, and that is a routine practice of de-stressing. And for some populations, that's a nap. For other populations, that's happy hour. Um... For some populations, that's praying, but it's daily and it's habitual and it's routine um, and it's very important to the success of their longevity and also their happiness. So that could, that falls right in line with, you know, these little action steps of either recording your food or, you know, getting yourself to the gym certain days a week um, and building those accountability partners or support groups. Uh, for yourself. So my thought was whatever you record for your food, you need to either share it with a buddy, share it with you, Sarah, share Share it with coach, you know, B. Um, so they have to look at that and maybe review it. Um, so you have to admit when you put Doritos, like don't write it super small, like you just had Doritos. And Mm -hmm. I think that would help 
the accountability, but also maybe we can tweak some things or let's replace this with this. Um, not even implementing changes, just giving information there to help you make better decisions. Mm-hmm. You mentioned when you first came on, it's it's all about making deci- decisions and there's so many to make. So I don't know, that was my thought process. Yeah, no, that's good. And and some people don't like to write. So if, it, if writing is too much of a commitment, you know, there's a ton of apps out there too where you can buddy up with people and you can view each other's intake. So you can totally share that. Um, electronically if if that's the answer for you too so I think that I think it's hard because sometimes like you just said some people don't like to write some people don't like to check apps yes right so you're trying to goes back to the thought of like the health the lifestyle because when it becomes a lifestyle you don't have to think about it but I think what we're saying with the challenge is we want to be intentional about what we're eating and what we are deciding to do when it comes to any kind of thing like mental stress or mental health, physical health, emotional health. You know, we want to focus on that for a little bit. That's a, that's the point of a challenge is like, hey, pay attention to this for this time frame and say, if we can pay attention to this all the time, well, then you don't have to think about it as much. And it just becomes so natural and then because it becomes part of the lifestyle. And I think that's what we're searching for with this. So like in my mind, I'm like, how do we do that? Like what guidelines do we need to provide for this challenge that would give people the best possible chance to change their lifestyle? Right. That's the question. That is the question. We're not going to make each other feel bad about eating cake. I might make you feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Accountability. I got to do it. Yeah. I I feel like this is exactly what I say to a lot of people, and this is, I think, the right, correct response. Hey, yeah, I feel bad because I ate this. Well, it's okay. I said, but you know, just need to make sure you're eating better on the other times so you balance it. Like it's about balance. Yeah. Like you know, as long as you're not eating cake three times a day for every meal, like follow it with carrots. Yeah. Well, actually, that actually brings me a point because <laughs> one thing I did on my challenge with Lauren was I would come home and I would eat an entire pepper or eat a salad before I ate anything else. Yeah. Or zucchini or squash. That's wow. kind of my thing. I would eat like a, I'd slice up an entire zucchini, and it's funny because I had microwave. It. I don't know if I talked about this before. I microwave it, which is weird. I know. It's just quicker. I put a little salt and pepper on it. And then as I'm eating that, I'd be making my other food. Yes. So I would take my time eating, but I would eat all the vegetables first to get all the fiber and all the good stuff from that. And then I'd follow up with any kind of the protein or carbs I decided or other carbs I decided to actually eat. And that really helped me because that fills you up a little bit, right? The response you get is kind of like, oh, I'm starting to get a little full. Then you don't really eat as much Mm -hmm. on an accident. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I'm eating a ton because I just ate an entire – zucchini or squash but uh-huh. that's something that helped me yeah that's good it sounds like you know just from listening to that little story that if we were to rank you on the hunger scale when you got home you were probably in that zero to three range which is a danger zone um, it's part of that that intermittent fasting so being <laughs> super hungry like that can also set you up for some sketchy situations in the yep. kitchen um and something you know, that blue zone people do is not let themselves get beyond that three or four area. They also only eat until they're about 80% full and they stop. That's important. That's important. Yeah. So eating very slow, enjoying your meals with your family, um, and then stopping when you're satisfied rather than when you're physically full is key. Um, And that takes practice. Mm -hmm. So that's a tough one. Also, just uh, changing the plates that you eat on. So I know we talked about last time, I think, Jordan, you were eating on smaller plates, but 
that 9 to 10 inch plate size is actually pretty important. You know, switching from a larger plate to a smaller plate, um, particularly that 9 or 10 inch size can cut about 26% of your calories just by changing up the size of your plate. Still fill it up, but... Yeah. I was reading something recently. I don't know if it came out of one of the books that you gave me or just online, and mm-hmm. they talk about the plate situation. Yeah. And they said some other things that can help that are like not having... As much as it looks good and looks, feels homey at the house, not having the food on the table with you. Oh, yeah. You know, they're saying keep it in a different place so that you, when you're done with your plate, at least you have more of a chance to stop eating. So right? in, in Japan, they prepare the meal, they put the leftovers away, yes. and then they eat. Um, so there's, you're very discouraged from going back to get seconds. Yes. And they also take, you know, part of that too is they may be at the dinner table for an hour or an hour and a half. Because it's also their social time. Yeah. So who wants to clean a kitchen after visiting for an hour and a half? Like you come back and you've got all these dishes to mess with. So it's another part of just living a happy lifestyle is taking care of stuff that you don't want to do first and and being able to enjoy time with people you want to spend time with. I like that. And Sarah, you push back on me. Um, You know, I said prepping a meal is so hard. And you're like, (laughs) if you want to do it, you'll do it. You'll make it a priority. Right. so I, th- I think that's part of this is how can we make the things you don't want to do a priority? Yes. And learning how you like to do them because yeah. they're so important. Um, meal prep is, uh, you know, it's food is medicine. And so keeping that in mind, I think that's can be motivating for some people to know this meal that I'm making is actually making me healthier. It's going to make me feel great. Why wouldn't I want to do this for myself? Yeah. Yeah. There's a purpose for you. So, Coach, you turned your nose up. I gave you this uh, book. It's called How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success and Selling. And um, it's just, it's very intriguing. Of This is a guy that sells life insurance. And this is written, I think, in like the 1920s. Um, but it's, it's to me, it's one of the foundational books everybody should read. And, you know, I think CrossFit is, is selling people a lifestyle. So that's why I gave it to you. But this, this guy does sales calls and he records how long a sales call went. How long did I keep him on the phone? How long did I keep this client engaged? And he tracks every interaction. And so he's got his own data set to pull from. Where is my energy best being spent? How did this sales call go and how can I change it to make it more successful? So most of the people are just making sales calls, not tracking any of that. And here he is like, I've got, this is going to help me be better. So I think that's what we're trying to give our uh, athletes a step up is how can we make you better? Um, And that's part of this. So I don't want to put Sarah on the spot. But we wanted to take the time and build this nutrition challenge now. And I was, we were wondering if you would help us do that. Of course. I'm yes. going to help you do that. Yeah. I'm sure we're on board. Right? Yeah. 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 So I think that – and it's good because the people that listen to this, they'll get a head start because they'll get this information next Monday. It's not going to roll out until October. So that will give us a few days to, for people to kind of think about it. They can start planning on their own. Um, but I think that maybe we can start with – and actually I'll – probably just let you take over but i think time frame is a big part of it we just talked about like is a month too long is four weeks too long is two weeks better i think that what are your overall thoughts on time frame i think taking a month to build some healthy routine and habits is a good time frame having some variability week to week is probably important so maybe just focus on one specific item on Mm -hmm. a weekly basis nail that item and move on to the next um, but continue to practice what you built in the, you know, the weeks prior to what led you to the following week. Habit stacking. 
Yeah. Habit stacking. Yeah. All right. So one month, maybe one specific thing to focus on per week. Yeah. That you're thinking. Yeah. And then just keeping that going. So what would be a good way to start this off? Like, what do you think? What's a really good thing that we could start with? And this doesn't have to be necessarily nutrition related. Maybe, maybe it's like any kind of habit or any kind of healthy thing. Maybe it's like sleep. Okay. So for the first week, we want you to focus on, and this is just an example, Mm -hmm. to focus on getting at least seven hours of sleep. However you need to do that. Maybe that's going to bed earlier and maybe they don't have a chance to do that. Maybe a nap kind of like helps them get their time there. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think would be a good way to start this off? If you wanted to focus on sleep, I'd say seven and a half hours because no. that's that's the amount of sleep. <laughs> I did say people it was an that example. live a really long time. It's seven and a half hours. <laughs> okay. um, another fun fact: those people that live a really long time, the ones that have lived the longest, have children um, over the age of forty. <laughs> so wow, that is a fun fact. That's not that's something scary. we do at the gym, but um, that's so, a fun fact. So start having kids <laughs> at forty. At forty. If, if you're over 40, forty, get get to work here. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. I so, got a while. <laughs> anyway, that totally did not answer your question. <laughs> That's a fun fact. It's okay. <laughs> it was a fun fact. Um, I think, you know, building an action step like recording your food, that's not necessarily the goal for week number one. The goal for week number one is to establish what your goals are going to be. But I think starting by recording your food and understanding what the heck you're putting in your body, how much of that is going there, that's a great starting point to decide the direction you need to go with your goals. And have a buddy to share that with. Absolutely. So, you know, I hesitated. That's definitely a goal, but I hesitated to be like, well, find your accountability group because honestly, you probably need to figure out what your goals are before you figure out your accountability group or support group because it would be best if y'all had the same or similar goals in mind because then you can really lean in on each other when times get tough like hey my goal was to eat dinner with my family three times this week and it's friday and there's only four meals left what are we gonna do let's have a cookout and eat together you know Mm -hmm. so anyway um recording food for a week that'd be uh, a good way to start maybe the intro yeah could you do could we use also like our Facebook page and maybe like on our side, just like maybe like provide that like kind of reminder of like, hey, remember week one here? So recording recording your food. You know, obviously you can make your own intentional changes, but making sure you're just jotting down what you have. Yeah. Um, so that we have that information going into next week to hopefully be able to like maybe they can start really honing in on what their specific goal should be for that next week. Uh huh. Because we could easily just like as a reminder pop that out of once in a while. I mean, you have access to the Facebook page too. Yep. You know, just to toss it out to be like, hey, remember, jot down your stuff, and then we could talk about maybe what we're gonna do for week number two right. in October. Yeah. What do you think a next step would be for week two? For week two, well, week one is gonna lay out some specifics. So week two will probably be based around what those specifics are, and we'll be identifying patterns. Probably. So it might not be the same for everybody on Mm -hmm. week two. It might be, you know, for the people that are focusing on nutrition, this is going to be your goal. And the people that, you know, are lacking on um, meal prep, this is your goal. And the people that need other help in other areas, we'll figure that out too. So maybe like with the specific focus, maybe more of that's when we can start looking at the, like the one cup thing with beans and lentils like mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so maybe like after they jot it all down they say they can see that 
wow, they only ate one vegetable, one serving vegetable, like every other day. Like, okay, mm-hmm. clearly looking at that, you're like, wow, for balance, that's not very balanced. So maybe my focus would be have vegetables two times a day. Yeah. Like, or like, or maybe Small tweaks like, once like a day. that. We also have some pretty darn healthy people mm-hmm. um, in the in our population. So we might get some food journals that surprise us and impress us. And they're not going to have a lot of work to do in the nutrition part. But um, there are other things that we can focus on with those groups of people as well. I like this in the sense that they journal for a week and then it would be interesting to hear people share their thoughts after they kind of look back of here's what I've been eating and here's the the trends I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. And this is why I'm setting this, whatever this goal is for week two, this is why. Um, That'd be kind of, because it can be unique, but that would be Mm -hmm. beneficial for everybody here. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We could even have a powwow if you wanted to. What kind of powwow? What do you mean? Like at the gym. We could all sit in a circle and talk about our food journals. <laughs> yeah. You'd eat hummus and vegetables, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Can Capital Day Cafe provide some healthy options? I don't think that would be a problem. <laughs> Good. So we we pick a specific focus for the week, whether we talk about vegetables, sleep, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they're... Maybe they feel like exercise. Maybe they're the only person that comes like once a week. Maybe they mm-hmm. take this next step there. Mm-hmm. So then now we just turn to the habit stacking where it's like maybe the next week, okay, we've now at least identified, we've focused on one thing. Now let's keep those two things and then add another add another one. Yep. So they don't necessarily have to journal every, the whole month of October. I would just kind of, let's do it for a week, yeah, see we, where we're at, and then kind of see what people like. I kind of struggle, whatever reason, I don't like the app. So I think I'm going to do it on a paper and see if that, so. that does better for me. But Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, any, anything that we want this to work, number one. So whatever that looks like for the person is really important, and that's the way they should do it. So if that's writing it down, that's great. If that's using Lose It, that's great. My Fitness Pal is another pretty easy one. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we all have cameras on our phones now, so we can still share whatever we want to share. Yeah, so we got – so when Lauren and I did – our cleanse we actually looked around and i was like let's let's find an app let's see if there's something we could do to um, help this process out and i'll say this got boring pretty quick yeah like that i'm with you it doesn't really work for me but one concept they had which might work for some people is the picture one right so the picture Mm -hmm. concept of the it was called meal logger Mm -hmm. and um it had like the news feed type thing but it was just yeah you take a quick picture of your of what you're eating boom put it on there mm-hmm. and then instead of because i think we, we i think some people are like trying to break it down so much like yeah macros we're not even talking about macros we're not talking no. about calories we're not talking about that kind of stuff we just right? want to know what your routine is on yeah. a day-to-day basis monday through sunday yep. because we know it changes on the weekend so do not leave out that weekend yeah i think yeah. when you get into specifics now you're talking of okay so are you going to the CrossFit games are you a professional athlete like there's just those kind of focuses come for like a next step when you're trying to hone in these tiny little minor things we're trying to look for significant changes that are like again lifestyle based versus performance based of just like Mm -hmm. yeah I need to meet this macro this macro which again not saying that's bad but I just think that's not what our focus is for this but if people want to log those in their journal, that's fine too. Yeah. But if they're that nerdy, I guess. Yeah. Or if that's something they are already focused on. I mean, obviously it'll just be natural for them to note. So no worries. Sarah, do you use a lot of uh, visual cues for, for patients? Um, I know there's like a plant that you water you as much water as you drink in the day, or they have those like big uh, jugs where you can see how much you've drank. Sure. Do you do a lot of that? Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned the hunger scale earlier. That's that's an important piece. 
is just identifying how hungry you are at different times of the day, and that's a really cool visual um, I use. So there's faces and there's words that go along with what your body's going through at, you know, zero through 10. And that's something that people can easily identify with. So and it makes sense. And you know when you're, you're teetering on a zero or a one hunger because you're probably... Grumpy Jordan. Grumpy with your wife who's trying to be supportive and she just wants to have a beer on the porch, dude. I get called sassy at the gym quite often. And I feel like that's exactly the word I am. My little DJ, I was like, you got grumpies in your pants. And <laughs> no, I don't, dad. And then so he took a shower and he got out and he's like, dad, the grumpies are gone. You know, I got I washed them away. I'm like, yeah, we'll see about that. So it's awesome. little kids are fun. They are. Uh, so. We got the kind of the idea and the concept. So I was looking at the, the calendar, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So October 1st is a Friday. And I, Friday. you know what? I am one of those types of people where it's the best time to start is now. Mm-hmm. So to me, as much as a Friday might be hard, I think we go literally October 1st, Friday to no ending, right? I don't think we can put an ending on it. But I think the challenge is still four weeks at least, right? So that gives us four full weeks of a good challenge. So we could start on the Monday and kind of say Monday, starting Monday, the fourth record for that first week. And then every week we'll add that new implementation of the specific goal or the specific item to change or add in. Okay. And maybe we have information available that Friday, the October 4th. Like yeah. Do this. We really need to get our uh, Facebook page for just the coaching perch up. Yeah, and oh. a lot of people. I think people are wanting some coaching perch merch. So, <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Yes, um, I don't think we're that big yet. Um, no, not that big. Yet, we did get we. I got an email. We did get a thousand downloads. So nice. our moms must have like watched oh, about three hundred times a yeah, piece. I, I um, guarantee that just to help us out, they're just yeah spamming it. Just yeah. <laughs> delete, download, delete, download. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe we can get there. But yeah, perch, yeah, no, I think perch that, merch. I think the our Facebook page, and obviously we're going to be off topic here for a second, but like. I had an idea about that because I think that the Facebook page would allow us to open up our polls and open up like questions like for people to ask like while they're listening, they can hop on the Facebook page and be like, what did Dan mean by this? Or why was Dan so sassy this day? (laughs) Or why was Dan talking bad about Jordan? You know, like they can ask those questions and I think we'll have a spot for that. And I honestly could get that done in a day. Okay. Yeah. So our graphics design is still in process. um, So it may be kind of generic, but it's coming. So we can... We can put kind of temporary stuff up. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think we've got the good basis of kind of this challenge. Um, is there anything that you think, Sarah, that we could additionally provide throughout the month to help um, for the coaches to help implement, to help them get by this? Well, I think in order to be great supporters, I think we should all participate and share our information because yeah. – I mean, we're all doing this together, so we might as well be completely transparent and share our food journals and keep goals. track of our beer tabs. Keep track of the beers that you have at weddings. I'll keep the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> um, support each other as much as possible. So, um, yeah, I'm totally open to that. Sarah, is it kind of a side note? Is it better to do hard alcohol than than just beer? What's the goal here? This is a great question. <laughs> In general. Yeah. Don't, at I mean, a don't give me more information. Yeah. <laughs> at a wedding. So are you wanting better dance moves? Yes. Because I would probably go with the liquor. 
Okay. Um, it's I, less calories I'm overall. Totally just kidding. I got a comment um, today that somebody said, "Well, I'm pretty sure some people just turned away from the gym because they didn't like your dance moves." Because they listened <laughs> to the last podcast, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Because Lauren threw me under the bus. Yeah. yeah, dancing in the morning. Um, so lighter colored liquors tend to be lower calorie than darker colored liquors. Okay. There are some pretty darn low calorie beers out there, though. Okay. Uh, but like I said, it all depends on what your goal is. So. And what you like. Let that's, us know what your week two awesome. goal is then, Coach. Probably no alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think five ounces of wine at five is an important goal. Five ounces of wine at five. Yeah, five wine at five. It's catchy. It is. It's five o'clock somewhere. It is five o'clock somewhere with five ounces. Cheers. Yes. And selfies. Oh. Cheers. Yes, cheers. Yeah. So I think this would be a really cool thing. I mean, hopefully the people listening to this will kind of help get prepared for this because i think yeah i think we kick it off october 4th let's get things straightened out and then kind of the goal here the overarching goal is to create these healthy lifestyles that we can sustain for a longer period of time Mm -hmm. so if we can do that i think we've done our job and then we've given them the best opportunity and then we just have to keep it going and that's on us too to make sure that we are diligent kind of like talking about like studying for crossfit like we have to be diligent with our stuff too we have to make sure that we're providing and doing the same thing they're doing can't ask them to do something and us not do that yeah exactly and a lot of the information is going to come from people that have lived a really long time so it's uh something that you can kind of trust that works so Sarah, we'll have you back on to kind of review how this went, okay. and then we'll also have you back on. Just we'll look at blue zones just one day. Yay! Um, that would make me happy. So yeah, this has been good. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks Sarah. guys.